Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hello. Hi, how are you? It's been a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by fast, for sure. It did go by fast, but it's been a week, you know, the whole internet problem thing. Yeah. That's been something. Oh, that's right. That yeah. was a nightmare for you. Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> it kind of was a nightmare. I didn't share in that nightmare with you, and I no, apologize. No, you didn't. <laughs> that's okay, Nay. Yeah, take one for the team. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, um, but we got that figured out, and now we have internet. So. Yes, yes, yeah, that's good. Yeah, how about you? Good. I've learned that um, that we really just shouldn't make any plans and just go with God's <laughs> plan. Go with His for flow, us. right? Yes. Um, how did I word that? I was talking to a a friend, and um, I just said. Um, um, what did I tell her? I can't find it here now. But basically that, in a nutshell, that we just should not even make plans because, and here's the funny thing is, even when you say stuff like, oh, I would never go there or I would never do that, it's almost like God uses that. As a test. Yeah, and I think because we're just stubborn people that it clearly is God's will when he does the opposite of what we want <laughs> like there's yes. no question yes so true yeah because with those things he also gives you that peace that it is him thank so God so you know that you can even though you might have at one time said never when God gives you that peace you know you can get through it because he's directing your steps right and you're not freaking out because you said never and then now you find yourself having a peace about it having a peace about it but doing the thing that you said never right so be careful don't say never (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah and um my brother brought back a saying, so I want to give a shout out to my brother in California. Joshua. Yes. yes. Joshua, I miss him dearly. We love him. And um, he said, you know, he was just talking about plans for the holidays and what he was thinking of doing. And he said, you know, God willing, yeah, we'll go. And, um, and he's, he mentioned that that's, you don't hear that much anymore. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how you kind of goes in with what I'm saying that you really shouldn't make your own plans and just have on your mind, God willing. Yes. That it will happen if it's God's will. And you know, I have a friend um, and she may be listening to the podcast too. Uh, my dear, dear friend, Nancy, who's in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, she, ever since I've known her, um, if we had made plans or something to meet up or, you know, there was an event to go to or something, mm-hmm. she always said that. God willing. God willing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yep, that's a good saying. Um, so, what else? What else? I know a minute ago we were debating on 
the biggest problem in every household. Oh my goodness. What's for dinner? Naomi. <laughs> Why is that a problem in every house? Yeah, in every house it is. What's you, for dinner? Like, why Why is this a problem? And why is it that, you know, why are we the ones to always decide, like, what is for dinner? Why are we planning it? And why, or why is it that we're always planning it when we go out to dinner? Yeah. like Can we not get any relief dinner? here? Right. I had a good system going in my house for a little while, but then as the girls got older, it kind of fell off. But I, at a young age, had everyone was assigned a day for dinner. So my kids learned how to cook. So they had to do the whole thing just like us moms did. Plan it, what you wanted, you know, cook it, and, mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So then I didn't have that. So I had like three to four days where I didn't have to plan dinner. It was nice, but, you know, another thing, and I'm bad about doing this too, but a solution would be, and I I actually told your daughter about this, was you all have to take turns. Like, just like we take turns saying grace or prayer at dinner table, Mm -hmm. we all have turns of where we're going to go out to eat if it's time to go out to eat or what you want for dinner at the house. Yeah. And just to put it that way. Right. So if that is your problem, that is a solution. Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's see if we could get people on board with that solution. Right. And maybe me practice it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so today we're going back to Revelation. We are going to chapter 3, starting in verse 7. We're going to talk about the faithful church, mm-hmm. and that's the church of Philadelphia. Yes. So... Uh, shall we read yeah. 7 through 13? Yeah, you can go ahead and read Okay. <clears throat> it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Mm, There's a lot there. There's a lot there Mm -hmm. for sure. And I, I first want to mention that I have always seen um, 
that and similarities that the faithful church and the persecuted church just seem to go together and there are some exact sayings in each um, letter which kind of tells me they fall together and so when you think about faithful and persecuted you know I it going together it just it makes me think that the faithful church is going to go through persecution. There is yes. some persecution us faithful believers mm-hmm. will go through, which goes in hand with other scriptures that well, Christ at, warns us about that. Right, and look at what's happening today to the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some things that I, I personally feel like the church is doing to themselves, but um, on another hand, I, I think that the church is being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we... It's not going to get get better. Yes, I'm trying to say it in a nice way, but there is no nice way. It is going to get worse for the churches, for for us believers. Yeah, because, I mean, we we understand what the end is, what the the story at the end is, Yeah, you know, because we understand that the church has to go away. Right. So... Yeah, so we should look at it in that sense that this has to happen and it's a step closer to jesus coming yes it is so instead of fighting it we need to allow it and go through it and persevere and overcome like it's i mean i don't think we the bible calls us to be doormats Mm -hmm. as christians but um you know we know the end of the story Mm -hmm. And, and again that's why it's important to know who god is um because his and know his word yes that's what i was going to say to give us that hope Mm -hmm. and that perseverance you're not going to get it anywhere else no Mm -mm. his word is going to help us and this is why we have to we have to be locked into his word and we have to you know inscribe it on our own hearts yeah so like verse seven you know i love how they in every letter he just puts a different description of his name in each letter. Mm-hmm. And I just love where it says, he who is true, because it reminds me that we are in him who is true. That's right. Um, and he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. And this was a big revelation when I studied this a while ago. Um, I went and read the cross verses that takes you to Matthew sixteen nineteen. And I think it's important enough for us to go there. Okay, Matthew um, sixteen nineteen. Uh huh. I'm actually going to start with verse eighteen, um, and this is Jesus speaking to Peter, and he says, "And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will mm-hmm. build my church, mm-hmm. and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it." And I will give you, that's a little why, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Mm. So us believers need to realize that we have been given authority to bind and loose whatever is here on earth. Mm. When you are going through trials and you know you are being attacked by the enemy... You have the authority to bind him up, tell him to flee. Um, you know, even my study notes say... I was going to read some of that. Yeah, what, go ahead. Well, it just says that um, 
the Greek construction behind will be bound and will be loosed indicates that Jesus is the one who has activated the provisions through his cross. The one, um, I'm sorry, the church is then charged with implementation of what he has released through his life, death, and resurrection. It says clearly rabbinic in imagery, binding and loosing have to do with forbidding or permitting. Mm -hmm. In other words, Jesus is stating that the church will be empowered to continue in the privileged responsibility of leaving the earth with his kingdom power and provision. Mm -hmm. Right. And keys denote authority. Yes. And through Peter, because he was the representative of the church throughout the ages, but clearly Jesus is passing on to his church his authority or control to bind and loose on the earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really, this is a big eye-opener if you, again, go back to what we've said. Do you read the word and do you believe it? Right. Do you read what we just read to you and believe that you have the authority to bind and loose, to forbid or to permit? So, um, that's huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I love that binding and loosing, forbidding or permitting. Uh Those are, I think those are really two key words to understand, um, binding and loosing. Uh Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, because the notes say a little bit further... Like it gives examples. If someone is bound by sin, the church can loose him by preaching the provision of freedom from sin in Jesus Christ. If someone is indwelt by a demon or a spirit, the church can bind the demon or spirit by commanding its departure, realizing that Jesus alone made this provision possible. Um, so yeah, you, we have the authority to fight off even evil spirits. Um, Jesus gave that to his church, which goes back to how he always, he he has not left his people here helpless. No. You know? No, he's just, we're not tapping into it though and using it. Right. He's given us the tools, what we need, what we need, but um, we have to figure that out. The only way we're going to figure it out is if we read his word. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so verse 8 says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, Mm. and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and Mm -hmm. have not denied my name. Yeah. You know, what I notice about an open door is, again, like we have said in counseling, we have to do our part so that Christ can do his right. part. So here right. he has an open door. So we have to go through it, though. We do. We have to make that choice. If That's Christ, our action. Yes. If Christ has set an open door and an opportunity in leading us into a direction, we have to take the step then. And it might, it might be hard. Yeah. It, it, right. it may not just be an open door like, ooh, this is a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. It may be a hard, it may be a hard situation that you're walking through. 
But you know, even when we walk through hard situations, that's a time of refinement that the Lord takes us through yeah. for for his glory, for for his purpose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to do that. Right. You know, and it's to get us to change maybe from things that we were raised mm-hmm. in knowing. Um, yep. What we've always known. What some, we thought was normal. What we thought was normal. Maybe those open doors are opportunities that are hard, but it's good for change. Yeah. I mean, Christ knows he's not going to open a door for us and it, right. and it be detrimental to our life. Absolutely. That goes with the trust and also that, that scripture that comes to mind that was in my journal this morning in Isaiah about your thoughts are not my thoughts yeah. and your ways are not my ways. That's right. So We always have to remember that yeah. because we may think that this is our deal, right? but... Hey, I got news for everyone. Yeah. Us being here, this isn't our deal. Right. It's all about it's all about the Lord and and he already has our purpose and our um he already he already knows the outcome of everything that we are doing. Yeah. And I've always I've just noticed in my own life that when I mean I may think something is going to be great but he's like greater. Like yeah. what I was thinking was awesome. Was awesome. <laughs> he like tops it a hundredfold. Absolutely. And that's just the God that we have. Yeah. 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 I like that. Okay. Um, we we went all the way to nine, two. I believe. So nine says, "Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you." Mm-hmm. And that is some of the verbiage that was also in the um, persecuted church that um, those who say they are Jews and are not. I noticed right. that was in that in that letter also. Mm-hmm. When I think about, um, I'll make them come and worship before your feet. I was like, well, nobody should come and worship us. But right. I think what is going to happen is that they will know at that moment that that God is in us mm-hmm. and that we are in God. Mm-hmm. At that moment, they're going to know. Yeah, um, absolutely. That fact. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we go to verse 10. It says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Well, we know that that is, that that is um, the rapture. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it also, let's see. If we go in my notes, I have um, verse 10. I will also keep you. Um, It says, I will keep you is the Lord's assurance that according to John, uh, he is able to persevere uh, his people from the hour of trial. Um, Yeah, this is talking about the tribulation. Yeah, and I... um... I just love that word persevere because it is a command. I think I mentioned that in yeah. the past podcast. Yeah. It's a command to persevere. And um, yeah, to keep us from the hour of trial shows how much he loves us. 
that we don't have to go through that. But in order to not go through that, we have to persevere. Right. Like we have a part again. Yeah, we do have a part. You, we got to keep no moving skate forward. Yeah. There's no like, you know, I, I hope I get by. I mean, this is something that you can be confident in. Yeah. That we don't have to feel um, unsure of. If we continue to be in the word and to persevere and do what is right Mm -hmm. and allow the Lord to make us pure and holy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we got to finish up here. Um, We're on verse 11. Behold, I am coming quickly. Well, that tells me, guess what? Jesus is coming. He's coming back. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how you can deny that Jesus is coming again. Right. He says that I'm coming quickly, so hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. <clears throat> what does that tell me? That tells mm. me that someone can take your crown. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? we talked a little bit more about this. I was just trying to find my notes on it, but yeah, you're right. That's a warning. <clears throat> it's a it's um it's an encouragement that he's coming quickly, but it's yeah. also a warning to hold fast yep, that no one right. takes your crown. Mm-hmm. And it's an encouragement. Yeah, exactly. That he is coming. Mm-hmm. It's um, a warning and it's encouragement. Right. There was some other note on there too, wasn't there about that? Um let's see. Um I had a note saying I think that's in verse 12, though. I think I'm jumping ahead. Mm, go ahead. Well, 12 says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the mm. name of the city of my God, mm-hmm. the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had um, went back to Revelation 2.10, which, again, is the um, persecuted church. Uh-huh. And uh, Revelation 2.10 says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. Mm-hmm. And you will have tribulation in ten days. Mm-hmm. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Mm-hmm. That must be why I was... Uh, referencing Revelation 2.10 is the crown, is right. the crown of life. crown of life. So yeah. that is not one that you want taken, taken away. Absolutely. <laughs> no, right. you do not want that taken away. Right. Wow. Yeah, we just have to continue to persevere and overcome. And it's not... It's not difficult steps that we're going to sit here and tell you you have to do A, B, C, and D. It's literally one thing, drawing closer to the Lord. Right. It's either establishing or um, digging deeper into a relationship with Christ. And the depths of the Lord is infinite. You are never yeah. going to get to a level and be like, is this all it is? No. I have, us, we have yeah. seen in our journey and walk yes. that when we are amazed at one point in our life, he even tops that. Yes, he does. But we have to do our part to seek him. Right. Like he want, he's looking for his children that are seeking him. Right. I mean, we have to make that effort to grow closer to him. It's just like our friendship, Naomi. Mm-hmm. You know, we work on our friendship mm-hmm. and we're in each other's lives. We're talking with each other. I mean, it's not always... 
it's not always about business. It, right. It's it's about what our families are doing yeah. and, and what is happening, and and that's that's how that's how Christ wants a relationship with us. We need right. to come to Him with everything, with everything, not just go to Him when bad things are happening in life. No, no, you need to go to Him even on the good things and be thankful about something every day. Yeah, and I mean, how many people out there who are listening like? Do you keep a gratitude journal or do you do you keep track of all of the blessings the Lord gives you? Right. I mean, my goodness. Because that's always good to go back mm-hmm. when you're having those yes, bad days to go back and look at that gratitude journal and 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 look at the things that the Lord has done uh, already right. for us. So Right. Yeah. That's a good. That's mm-hmm. a very good point to yeah. keep that journal because it can definitely uplift you, and it's awesome to see some of the things that he's done in your life that, you know, we humans will forget about. Yeah, no kidding. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So our last um, verse, Naomi, is he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So, which a reminder: hear means obey. That's H- right. H e a r mm-hmm. means uh, let him obey what the spirit says to the churches yeah Mm -hmm. exactly yeah hey this is uh this is a good part of chapter three the faithful church and uh i encourage people to go and read this read about the faithful church um and then next week we are going to talk about the lukewarm church starting in verse 14 and that's the church of laodicean and um that's the last letter it is the last letter something we don't want is to be lukewarm right so yeah make sure you tune in for that one and keep persevering yeah have a good day yeah have a good one bye-bye thank you for joining dr kim and naomi on uncomplicated truth talk we hope you have enjoyed this episode for any comments or questions please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.